This is the Internet Ballers Podcast, Episode 1. This is the Internet Ballers Podcast with your host, Michael Pasha, the show for internet entrepreneurs who want to learn how uncertainty and struggle turn into confidence and success. Welcome to the Ballers Circle. Today I'm welcoming Mike Macapinlack from Social Man Project into the Baller Circle. What's up, Mike? How are you doing? Hey, Michael. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you for joining. I, I you know, I uh, the first time I saw your site, I was uh, I was really impressed with it because I think the concept of uh, you know focusing on shy guys trying to find a way through to navigate through the uh, the complicated you know dating jungle and figuring out ways to to actually be successful in that is something that you know me as a guy is <laughs> is something that i I've, I've struggled with at different points in my life and i know so many other guys that have struggled with the same thing and uh one of the things that i was really impressed with as i was uh i was going through your site and reading some of your blog posts was uh how open you are about your you know your past experiences and and how you transitioned from um i guess you know being someone who wasn't as as good with women before into uh the, you know the person that you are now and uh and providing that as a as a coaching service that's that's pretty awesome thanks um, man yeah yeah no problem at all um uh, so I, i'm curious if you know if we could take a step back um you know you're 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 you know building up a presence online uh you're doing some coaching uh so i wanted to know when did you first get introduced to internet business and uh, how did you discover it uh this was back in 2008 when you know, like I followed the typical path that most people follow, which is, you know, like go to school, get good grades, get a corporate job with really good benefits and, you know, buy a house, buy a car. And, you know, I, I mean, I grew up in a very traditional uh, Asian family and, you know, like that was the, the path that was kind of laid out for me. So, you know, uh, knowing that my parents have my best interest at their heart, you know, I followed what they had to say and, you know, like they were fairly successful in their own rights. And then, you know, like once I got to, you know, kind of like half point through that journey, I was like, wow, like this is not, this is not the, the life that I wanted for myself, especially when, you know, I was uh, working for a structural designer a couple years in the company. I was looking at my coworkers who were, you know, they've been in that company for 10 years now and I'm looking at them and I'm like, number one, they're not any happier. Number two, you know, like they don't really make a whole lot of money than I do. You know, sure, they make a little bit more, but not that much. I'm looking at their car and I'm like, that's not the car that I want to drive. And I'm looking <laughs> at their life and I'm like, this sucks, you know, like, and, and I mean, I can, I mean, it, you don't have to be a, a genius to figure out that if you keep going that path, that's exactly where you're going to go. So that's when I started to question things. So I started going online. I started educating myself. And the first book that really exposed me to this whole idea of, you know, like lifestyle design was uh, The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Oh, and ever yeah, since awesome. I read that book, my my eyes were open and you, you can't unlearn things that you've learned before. So since then, I wanted to figure out, you know, like, how do I make this possible? You know, like, how do I actually have these mini retirements that Tim Ferriss talks about where, you know, like, I can... Um, uh, uh, travel the world from my, uh, with my laptop and experience life while I'm young and not you know, fall into this deferred life plan, which is basically what I had back then. So 2008 is when the recession hit in Calgary, Alberta. You know, I'm from Canada. Right. 
and that's when I had my first taste of figuring out, well, you know, like life basically granted my wishes to become an entrepreneur and it came in a way that I wasn't expecting, which is, you know, getting laid off from my job and that's where that's where my whole journey started online. Okay. Awesome. You know, that's <laughs> it's so funny that you say that because it's like so many people have their journeys have started that way. I'm, I'm sure, you know, most people know Pat Flynn's story about him getting laid off. Yeah. And then, you know, I hear about so many other people where I think, you know, being an entrepreneur seems so scary. I think for a lot of people, it takes that sort of push, you know, to get them to say, okay, well, hey, this other thing hasn't worked out already. So, hey, I might as well try, uh, try the entrepreneurship route. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, one thing I would say that really stuck with me when I was in, when I was in college is uh, there was an entrepreneur that came to speak to uh, one of my finance classes and uh, he was talking about how people uh, love job security. And he said the reason why he became an entrepreneur was because he thought having a job was riskier than being, uh, than running his own business. Because he said, you know, when you have a job, you have no idea when they're going to lay you off. You have no idea the direction the company's going. And if you're an entrepreneur, you at least have more control over running the ship, you know when things are going poorly and when things are going well, and so I, you know, that was the first time I had to, I had a little shift in my perspective of where does the risk really lie? Is it does it lie with being an employee or does it lie with being a business owner? So, um, interesting. So, uh, so you're in the uh, the, the the dating coaching niche. How did you uh, how did you discover that? How did you uh, decide that that was the direction that you wanted to take your business? Sure. Well. Um I was a client back then, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, for people that have followed me online and, you know, if you took the chance to check my website, you know, I, I did share a little bit, a little bit of my story when I got started. So I, my family and I moved from, you know, I was born in a, in a small farm back in the Philippines, but I was raised in Saudi Arabia. So both countries being very traditional and, you know, like going out and, and mingling with people isn't something that, um, it's, it's not a common thing that happens. You know, I remember when I lived in Saudi, it was, uh, considered impolite when you make eye contact, and it's, you know, same in the Philippines, right? If you have prolonged eye contact and conversation, they consider you to be, you know, like uh, a kind of arrogant, and um, and it's not that, that's frowned upon. Hmm. So I come to Canada, and you know, obviously the culture here is different. So my first two years was um, my first two years were it, it was tough, you know, for a number of reasons. Number one, back then I actually didn't speak English. Number two, I was massively overweight. You know, when I came to Canada, I was two hundred pounds oh, and wow. I had a thirty-six inch waist. And number three, I had really bad social anxiety. You know, I remember back in high school, as soon as the, as the lunch bell would ring, I'd run to the bathroom stall and eat my lunch there because I was so scared to mingle with the other kids. So I found it really difficult to make friends and you know I didn't really have a dating life so needless to say you know I would consider myself uh, a late bloomer so my journey started with you know um, getting in shape right I'm like you know let's I, I think for the majority of guys um, women became such a, a huge motivator for me to lose weight because you know I, I was tired of just you know sitting in the background and watching the other guys get the girls that I really wanted so I started to take responsibility um, for my life and, and I looked at other guys and I'm like hey like those are the kind of guys that are getting the kind of girls that I wanted so I'm going to do my best to be as close to them as possible right then you know if one of them is getting in shape and number two is dressing well it's funny because you know I did lose weight I did start dressing better but those external fixes didn't really 
um, it kind of had, you know, it, it had a positive uh, effect on my self-esteem. But the thing is, I, I still didn't have the social confidence to be able to put myself out there because, you know, like now that now that I think about it, it's kind of like when you drive a car. Just because you learn how to drive a car um, when it's automatic doesn't mean you can drive a manual car because those are two different skill sets. So back in I would say like 2010, 11, um, I um, I hired a dating coach and you know I took a weekend dating program. And it changed my life. You know, it shattered all the limiting beliefs that I had about, you know, like um, not being good enough for, uh, for the women that I want. You know, uh, I, I used to believe that I had nothing good to offer to women, um, that what I had to say didn't matter. You know, that whole experience changed my life. And I knew that this was something that I wanted to be part of. So what I did was I hustled my way within the company until they took me on as an intern and then uh, eventually, you know, after a few months, they trained me to be a coach. And then we traveled across Canada doing these weekend boot camps. And then when I learned about online marketing, I'm like, wow, you know, like uh, I, I, in online marketing, they always talk about pick a niche, right? And pick, pick a niche um, that you know a lot about. So back then, you know, dating and social dynamics and, and um, social confidence, uh, those topics were a huge uh, interest of mine. So I figured I'd build a business around, uh, around those things. That's awesome. Yeah, I really like that a lot. Um, you know, you sound very passionate about it. You, you know, you definitely uh, can, you know, put your own experience into this business. So I can definitely see why, you know, a lot of clients would flock to you. Um, so it, just looking at your business model, how, how exactly do you make money? Sure. So my business for the first two years, um, I made a lot of money offline by implementing a lot of online strategies. So back then when I got started, you know, like I, I wasn't a very techie person. So what I did was I followed the online sales funnel of, you know, like lead generation and then taking people on a webinar and then getting people on the phone and then, and then pitching them your services, right? You know, I know a lot of people do this online, you know, through Facebook ads, webinar, getting people uh, on the phone and then closing them on a high ticket item. Right. And then the, uh, so, so what I've done is I actually started a meetup group. So I figured that'll be my traffic. So I just replicated everything but more offline. So I figured, you know what, um, these are sound concepts and they really make sense. And back then I had a, I had a really tight budget. You know, I couldn't afford um, go-to webinar. I couldn't pay for ads, let alone, you know, figure out how the whole thing works. So I figured you know what, I'm just going to start small with what I know and what I have. So I started a meetup group. I manually invited, you know, like people and, and friends that I knew to um, offline workshops. And that's how I got my first taste of, you know, like really high ticket items. So, you know, in less than two years, I was able to sell uh, over like six figures of coaching services, which wow. gave me a lot of confidence to create an online program because I knew that the service that I was offering was something that, uh, that uh, number one, there was a market for it. And number two, people were willing to spend money on it as well. So all I did was you know, like really sit down and record the, the lectures that I would typically teach on a one-on-one -on -one setting into uh, more of an online program. So two years later, you know, I had a little bit more money from um, my coaching program saved up and I was able to buy myself time. You know, I didn't work for about six months trying to learn, you know, f uh, a brand new skill set like Facebook ads and doing webinars and um, creating online sales funnels, email marketing, copywriting, creating online courses, 
you know, uh, creating follow-up email sequences, writing headlines. So, like those were a lot of things. So I really um, set myself up for success by, you know, um, coaching as much as I could and then really cutting down my expenses. So I had a lot of time to be able to educate myself with the new skill sets that I'm going to need to be able to scale my business. Right. That's awesome. You know, the, the thing about that is it sounds like when you made the transition to from the offline to online, I'm, I'm curious to know if you felt like an imposter because, you know, I, I know a lot of people struggle with that, that imposter syndrome. But since you seem to have so much success offline, did the transition going online change any of that dynamic at all for you? You know what, to be completely uh, vulnerable, uh, Michael, one of the biggest reasons why I never put up my stuff online was because of that fear. You know, I, okay. I you know, and I'll be honest, you know, I felt inadequate. I felt like I was, you know, like, who am I to, you know, put this message and, and have the world know about what I do? You know, like, in a way that uh, there was a lot of um, insecurities around that. And then, you know, after having many conversations with other successful entrepreneurs, you know, they reminded me that you're not serving the world, you know, like you're, you're, you're serving uh, a, um, a segment of your market. You're serving, you know, like um, you're, you're serving guys who were uh, your, your, your uh, younger self, you know, and, and in that regards, compared to those guys, yeah, I'm an expert. And, and really, that's all I'm focusing on. I'm just focusing on serving my, my true fans, my demographic. You know, my service and my program isn't for everybody. If you're not a shy guy, then you have no business doing business with me because <laughs> you don't need my help. And so I don't focus on those people. You know, I speak to the guys who, you know, I've got um, in my webinar and in my workshops, you know, in the very beginning, I always talk about, you know, who, who this training is for, right? So I... Um, you know, I say if you uh, if you're the guy if you're um, someone who's never had a girlfriend, if you're someone who just got out of a relationship, or if you're someone who is tired of guessing and, and you just want a proven plan, then this training is for you. And believe it or not, there's a lot of those guys. You know, throughout my experience, I've met guys that are in their mid 30s, and Michael, believe it or not, they've never gone on a date. Wow. So to them, if I if I just focus on serving those guys. Yeah, I'm an expert because I've gone on plenty of dates. And really, that's all you need to do. You just need to be, you know, like one or two steps ahead of the people you're helping. And as long as, you know, like you're giving them good advice and your system works, then, yeah, that's how I got over my, my, uh, my hesitation of scaling my business. Because I know that Social Man Project, which is my company, isn't meant to serve everybody. It's meant to serve a specific group of people. Right, right. You know, that's very surprising. I, I guess... You know, there's a huge part of the population that just has a different experience um, than than other people. I just never, I guess, I never thought about the fact that there were guys out there that never been on a date before. But yeah, um, you know, understanding that, I definitely, you know, see huge value. Uh, I mean, because I know, I know guys who are shy. You know, they and they kind of struggle with with uh, the dates that they get. But you know, especially the guys who have never been on one and they're in their thirties. I that's 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 great value. Um, exactly. Or, or guys that have been in a relationship for a long time, you know, like when you're dating someone, you kind of lose, you know, I mean, for the majority of guys, right, you know, at least from the ones that I've worked with, when as soon as they're, they're, um, they're in a relationship, it's like their whole world becomes their girlfriend, you know, they stop pursuing their hobbies and interests. 
they stop hanging out with their friends. I'm sure you have friends like that. You know, as soon as right. they get girlfriends, it's <laughs> they like disappear. they magically disappear. I'm like, okay, well, that kind of sucks. But for the majority of guys who come to me, that is their situation. So when I do my webinars and my workshops, you know, I speak to those guys. So like what I said, you know, like this isn't for the, you know, like the wannabe pickup artist. This, is, this isn't for the guy who, you know, whose his sole reason for getting out of bed is to sleep with women. Like those are not the guys that I serve, you know, and, and I make that clear in my marketing. Right. Uh, so what's your process for, for setting goals and, and accomplishing them? I mean, you seem like you've accomplished, you know, a good amount in the time you've been doing this business. Uh, what, what, what can you share with, uh, with, with the audience? I think the biggest thing that I've learned in my time as an entrepreneur is to just really get clear on what you want and why you want it. Because I think for, for a lot of time, you know, we become so process-oriented that we limit our creativity on how things are, are going to happen. You know? So like, I'll give you an example. Last month, um, I made a lot of money, right? I made a lot of money. And the month before that, I didn't make a lot of money. Okay. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you the biggest difference, right? The month before that, I had a goal. And, and, and I was so rigid with how things were supposed to happen. It has to, it has to come from, from this, this, and this that I totally ignored other opportunities that came my way. The second month, you know, after having many conversations of, you know, from, my, from my other friends, you know, I feel so blessed that I do have a good network of entrepreneurs who are you know, like they're, they're, they're young, they're close to my age. You know, uh, uh, one of my uh, other friends, you know, she's, she 5 x her business. She went from making 50 grand a year as a coach to making a quarter million dollars in, wow. in a year. And I asked her, you know, like, what, what changed? Like, what was different? And she said, I started to let go of how things are supposed to happen. Wow. And I was blown away. She's like, Mike, your only responsibility as, a, as an entrepreneur is to get clear about what you want and why you want it, and how, and how that feels. And then you show up. You show up fully, and you keep your eyes open for, for opportunities because you know, it can come in many different ways, right? Like you know, I know a lot of people are so rigid with one method and one approach. And it's, it's just like dating, right? You know, a lot of guys get caught up with, I need to date a girl who's five foot four, blonde, tan, blue eyes, whatever, and I'm like, okay, well, are you really looking for a girlfriend or are you looking for an arm candy? Because th- those are two different things. Right. You know? So get clear about what you want and why you want it. And then you just got to be open for, you know, have a plan, obviously. But you, ha- you, don't, you can't be rigid. You have to welcome many different possibilities because for the most part, your answers will come in opportunities and situations that you don't expect. Right. So did you... Did- these opportunities that you're talking about are these things that, um, that that were coming to you before and you pushed them away, or, or yes, okay, yes, absolutely. Just because it wasn't in alignment with, um, I, I was too attached with the process that I had before. Interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. that's that's really good insight. Okay, um, so do you, do you have any business partners or a team that you work with, or do you do you are you the uh, solopreneur? I'm a solopreneur with, uh, with, with um, a few contractors for certain things. So say, for example, you know, like English isn't my first language and I do write all my content. So I, you know, what I do is I put together the concept, the, uh, the idea, and you know, I make sure it's, uh, it sounds like me because you know, I want to make sure that there's uh, full integrity with my online and offline presence. You know, I want to make sure that when people read my blog and, or follow me in social media and they meet me in person – 
I don't want them to think like, oh, like, you know, it seems like Mike online and Mike offline are two different people, right? right. So I want to make sure that there's alignment in, in my message, both in person and on the internet. So what I do is I just hire someone to, you know, edit things for grammar and spelling and, and that kind of stuff. But for the most part, Michael, I do everything like, you know, my, my graphics I do, I manage my social media, I manage all my Instagram postables, I build my website, I build my membership site, I write my sales letter, I, uh, I do the webinar, I run the webinar, I run my Facebook ads, I write the email, I do the follow-up email sequences, like I know how to, I edit my videos, I know how to do it all. So, right. That's awesome. Yeah. Which is probably not good, you know, if I want to scale, but you know, <laughs> at, at least I'm at a position where if I hire someone, I'm not hiring someone because I don't want to do it, I'm hiring someone... Uh, Sorry, I'm not hiring someone because I don't know how to do it. I'm hiring someone because my time is better spent doing something else. Right, right. That, yeah, that, that's a perfect point. And, and to segue from that, I'd like to talk about your, your schedule. And like, because I feel like with a lot of people's, you know, starting a business, it's hard to figure out, okay, if I want to be successful, how many hours do I really need to put in? What kind of schedule do I need to keep? And how is that going to affect my personal life? Um, so what, what kind of schedules do you keep? So before I answer that question, I want to I wanna preface that with a quote that I, that I read recently. You know, I thought that was pretty cool. And the quote basically uh, um, was a, a conversation between a beginner entrepreneur and an entrepreneur, right? So the beginner entrepreneur was like, you know, like, hey, what do you do? And then the entrepreneur says, whatever it takes. And I found that to be, you know, so powerful because that's, that's the attitude of an entrepreneur, right? Like right. you do whatever it takes. You know, at the same time, you know, like I, I mean, there's, and there's two sides of the equation, right? Like there's people who just hustle, hustle, hustle. You know, they take pride getting three, four hours of sleep. I don't believe in that. You know, I get eight, eight to nine hours of sleep, you know, for the most part, because, you know, if I, um, I just know myself that if I don't get enough sleep, I don't function well. And I right. tend to redo a lot of things that could have been done right the first time. So um, it's just a matter of priorities, right? And at the same time, you have to let go of this idea of, of being well-balanced. Because let's be honest, you know, like uh, everything great takes sacrifice, right? So when I was starting out my business, you know, like I didn't get to see a lot of my friends. You know, I stayed at home when everyone was out Friday night, Saturday night, you know, Sunday day. They're, all, they're, they're out in the park. Um, you know, they're, they're going to the beach. They're, they're having dinners. They're going for drinks. I stayed at home because I know my priorities, right? And um, I mean, that being said, it's... It, it's it's seasons, and that's the thing with business, right? Like there's a season for creation, and there's a season for promotion. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs need to know the difference sure. when they're starting out. You know, it's it's a lot of creating, and that's when you really have to, you know, prioritize your time. You know, you really have to learn how to say no to people and opportunities because you're creating something. And once that's done, once you're done creating. Then you go into promotion, right. and then that's when you come out and you mingle and you you know you interact with people and stuff like that. Because now you you have something to promote, right? And I think a lot of entrepreneurs have it backwards. They promote more before they create, which <laughs> which kind of defeats the whole purpose. So to answer your question, my schedule is uh, it's pretty standard because you know I'm a firm believer of creating good habits, right? You know, as you know, habits are things that you do. Uh, without thinking. And, and the only reason why I've stayed in business uh, for three years now is because I have good business habits, which means that I go to the bed at the same time. Uh, sorry, I go to bed at the same time. I wake up in the morning at the same time. So that'll be, you know, like nine, uh, nine 9.30, I decompress. And then 10 o'clock, I'm, I'm asleep. I'm up at six. 
uh, you know, I, I shower, I put on my clothes, I visualize, uh, sorry, I meditate first just to get my body in a relaxed state and then I visualize my goals. You know, like I've got a, a financial, spiritual, physical and emotional goal, right? Yeah. And I figure out what that looks like, how that makes me feel. But like what I said, I'm open to how it's going to happen. I don't care how it's going to happen. Right. That that's the job of my subconscious. The only thing I need to know is what I uh, what I want and why I want it. And then after that, um, seven o'clock to eleven, you know, those are uh, my non-negotiable working hours. Right. You know, the first uh, four hours of my day is is dedicated to work. And however that looks like is how it looks like. And typically the night before at four o'clock. I uh, I write my my uh, my top three priorities for the day uh, for the day um, for the next day. So when I go to bed, you know, I allow my subconscious mind to really come up with ideas on how I'm going to solve these you know my my top three prior, uh, priorities. So that happens from seven to eleven. Eleven was, is when I go to the gym. Um, I don't typically have breakfast because I feel like I think better on an empty stomach. Twelve o'clock is when I have lunch. One o'clock, I take a nap or I do interview. From one to four is like free time, right? You know, I see friends, I run errands, I do these interviews, I do coaching calls if I have to. And then five to eight is when I go back to work, and then eight o'clock is when you know I see my girlfriend, I hang out with friends. So that's a pretty good schedule uh, for me. Okay, sounds good. I, you know, so I was going to ask about that. Uh, you know, how do you fit in time? You're the dating coach, right? How do you fit in time for the for the relationship? Uh, and and has your business affected your relationship? Um, it hasn't, it hasn't, you know, I mean, I just know that at the end of the day, um, I think a lot of people have a misconception of what a dating coach is, you know, it, it gets confused with, you know, like players and pickup artists. And uh, I, I wrote an article about that actually on my website, so they can check that out. You know, if you, if you go to my website, uh, the, the article is called read this before you hire a dating coach, mm -hmm. right? Okay. So basically what I do is I help guys become dateable, you know, which means that, I help them understand themselves better. I help them dress better. I help them figure out their social life. I help them figure out their passions. I help them with nonverbal communications. I help them become more charismatic. I help them tell better stories, right? All those things you know, empower men and make them more confident because they have reasons to be confident because they know what they're doing. Right. It's not necessarily manipulating women, right? It's about helping the guy get out of his own way by making him more... Um, just a better version of who he is. So if you explain that to women in that way, then you know it makes sense to them. There's a small percentage that they're like, oh, like are you using like these lines and techniques on me, stuff like that. And I just know that, you know, like if you're gonna have an issue with what I do and it's not really gonna change anytime soon, then you know, thanks for 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 um letting me know up front because this relationship is done like we're not gonna get we're not gonna go anywhere like right. this business is not gonna change in in the near future so right. i just filter out those people okay sounds good um so i i, I want to know if there's ever been a point in your business where you got frustrated and you just like felt like you know throwing up your hands and just like you felt like you wanted to quit did that ever happen of course many many times it happens every day okay. <laughs> so how do you stay motivated just, and, and focused when you get discouraged um, well, I think I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, I think what they should be um, what they should be wishing for isn't for things to get better because it doesn't. I think they should be wishing for themselves to get stronger, right? Mm -hmm. Because uh, the, like the, the 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 further they get, uh, the further they go through their business, you know, like 
I mean, you're only gonna make more money. You're only gonna be more popular. You're only gonna be more in demand. Like you, you know, you should be wishing for yourself that you become uh, a more responsible and stronger entrepreneur, so you can handle the growth of your business, right? So to answer your question, what um, you know, again, visualization really helps. You know, to get really, really clear about why, uh, what I want and why I want it. And number two is, you know, I, I, I've, I'm a lot better now asking for help because before, you know, I think, I think this is part of my culture, you know, as a, you know, very, you know, traditional, um, you know, coming, uh, growing up uh, from, from very traditional uh, Filipino family. We, we don't like to ask for help. We like to do things on our own. It's, it's almost like a sense of pride if we can figure things out on, on our own, right? So, um, I've been better at just expressing my emotions lately. And I know if I'm having a tough time, just calling up uh, another friend who's an entrepreneur or even calling up uh, a good friend, you know, just to vent out and uh, release the negative feelings that I have. And believe it or not, after 10, 15 minutes of, con- of just open conversation, you know, like I feel better about my situation and I'm able to get back to work with a, uh, a lighter uh, heart and a, a more clear mind. Okay. That sounds good. I, re- I really like that. Um, that's a very insightful and very good approach. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna re- I remember that for myself. Yeah, just just tell people, you know, let them know exactly where you're at, right? You know, like yeah, no one expects you to be perfect, and as a matter, you know, as a matter of fact, people connect better with you if you're if you're vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're really telling people what's up, if you're if you're really honest and upfront about, you know, like because um, if you tell people you're good, then they don't know if you need help, right? right. Like you're you're actually robbing people the opportunity to serve you if you're not being authentic. Right. So that's uh, what I have to say about that. Okay, perfect. I like that. Um, so I wanted to ask, with all the 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 things you learned about online business, you talk about you know writing emails and headlines and you know Facebook marketing. How did you learn all that? What what advice would you have for someone who's starting out? They don't know anything about online business. They want to get started. What what, what should they do? Okay, so the first thing they need to do is they need to figure out why do, you know like why do you want an online business? Because okay. the jury, you know, like it's it's sad, but the whole the the way it's being sold right now online, and you know, I at one point I was a beginner, you know, I had a dream to you know live the the laptop lifestyle, so to speak, and be on the beach and you know drink uh, my tai, and <laughs> you know it's funny because I actually tried doing that, and number one. I tried bringing my laptop to the beach. I was terrified that I was gonna get sand on it. That's number one. <laughs> number two, the 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 glare the, the glare was, was unbearable. I couldn't even type because it was so sunny. <laughs> so those photos that you see on 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 you know like marketing materials, that's bullshit. I try that. It doesn't work, right? Anyway, um, I tried it too. <laughs> yeah, right. And you're terrified that you know like the water is gonna come to your computer and it's gonna wreck your laptop, and it's just. <laughs> It's a headache, right? Anyway, um, so that's you know my first advice: figure out why you want an internet business because it's it's not as easy as it's simple, but it's not easy, right? The concept is simple, but the uh, execution isn't easy. So figure that out. Number two is there's so many ways to make money online, Michael. Like there's so many ways to make money online. Pick the one that is perfect for you because you're gonna be doing this for a long time, right? There's gonna be a level of you know, I'll, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bullshit you. You know, like there's a lot of work involved, right? You're, you're, there, are, there are certain skills that you need to learn. That's why you need to pick the the model, not the right model, but the model that suits you the best. Is it, is it selling products on Amazon? Is it selling, you know, 
products on eBay? Is it the information business? You know, do you want to be the face of your company? Do you want to go under a brand? You know, like, do you want to have high ticket items in the back end or do you just want to sell an online course? You know, like you got to figure that out right away, right? right? And if you don't know where to start, figure out someone who's already doing what you want to do and man, like take them out for lunch, you know, like take them out for coffee, you know, like be, be humble, be upfront. You know, when I was starting out, um, my mentors back then, you know, like, I, I mean, at a, I, I've loved fashion and fitness at a, at a young age. That's what I did. I took them shopping. I took them to the gym. I added value to their lives. And in return, they wanted to help me. Right, you know, there's, there's some. I, I, I can guarantee you. I'm like 99.99% sure. Whatever you want to do, there's already someone out there who's done it. And the best thing you can do is to just be around, you know, like their presence. And you know, you, you get to um, uh, uh, understand the way they see things. You get to see their routine. You get to see their work ethic. And it's easy to replicate that, right? You know, this is called um, reverse engineering. You just model what's already working. Right. And from then on, you know, like you, 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 um, one of the biggest things that I that I for that I forget even today is every single um, emails that I get in in my uh, in my um, in my inbox. Like these are people with real problems that are looking for solution, and they decided to go to my website and 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 you know seek help, right? And the fact that they're opting in to my list. And my newsletter—that's a big deal. Like you should see, you should see those emails as real people and treat them like real people, right? I think a lot of people get lost in the whole automation thing. Well, you can't automate authenticity. I'm sorry, right? Like right. you know, these these marketing tools like Facebook ads, webinars—they're there to scale and facilitate the process, but you can't automate authenticity. That's that's like a a huge lesson that I've learned. And ever since I've learned that, you know, it's made a huge difference in my bottom line as well. Right. That's awesome. Uh, well, Mike, I really appreciate the time. Uh, you've provided some, some really, really great insights. Uh, I've taken some notes even during this interview for things to implement. <laughs> oh, myself. wicked, man. I'm really glad. Uh, I, you know, so I, I've, I've really enjoyed this a lot. Um, and uh, I know the listeners have uh, enjoyed uh, hearing you speak about your business and your advice as well. Uh, so I wanted to know, uh, for the future, how can the Baller Circle get in touch with you and learn more about your business? Sure. They can go to socialmanproject.com. Okay. Perfect. Sounds good, Mike. Thanks a lot. I appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. Thank you, Michael. Have a great day. Okay. You too. That was Mike Macapinlack from Social Man Project. You can reach Mike at socialmanproject.com. If you like what you heard on today's show, head over to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Thanks a lot, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Internet Ballers podcast. Through our guest stories, you will learn the path to go from struggling entrepreneur to internet baller. We'll see you on the next episode.